Hannah Brim, and you are watching Raise Your Voice TV. I am so excited today because this is my first episode. This is a dream come true in my heart. I never ever thought I would be doing television, and I'm so excited. Actually, how Raise Your Voice started was about a couple of years ago, I was with my brother Jared in his home in Branson, Missouri, and we were talking about a name to call a movement for this generation. God has put so strongly on my heart this generation, and the Lord has put on my heart a desire to connect the generations. And so my brother and I, we were up late going back and forth. So what could we call this name for this movement for this generation? And we finally came to the name Raise Your Voice. And instantly I knew that's it. Raise your voice because I feel like this generation has lost their voice, but God has given them a voice. And I thought that's the perfect name, Raise Your Voice. Little did I know that two years later, God was going to open the door for me to do television. And I instantly knew in my heart, that's what it is. Raise Your Voice TV. That's what God put on my heart a couple of years ago. And that's what I want to see for this show. You know, I'm going to be bringing people on this show, interviewing them, people that are of the next generation to show that we are to work together, that both generations are to work together, and that God has given you a voice. You know, you may feel discouraged in what God has called you, but I just want this show to encourage you that God has given you a voice for such a time as this. It doesn't matter how young you think you are. It doesn't matter how old you think you are. Your voice matters, and your voice matters to God in this time that he has called you. And I am just, it's such an honor to be on this show. It's such a privilege. You know, I've been raised in ministry family my entire life. You've probably heard of my grandmother, Billy Brim. She's known for preaching the gospel. She travels all over the world. You know, I had the honor of traveling with her for about five years, and I got to learn from my grandmother. You know, I'm just going to be real with you. I wouldn't be here sitting here doing this television if I didn't have someone like my grandmother encouraging me, saying, when I had this opportunity given to me, my grandmother was saying, Hannah, I believe in you. I believe in the God, in God in you. You can do this. And, and she encouraged me, and it gave Gave me confidence to do this and that's why I believe it's so important that we have people in our life that are older to encourage this younger generation that we are to work together and so being raised in ministry family you know um, my parents divorced when I was about two years old and my grandmother really kind of stepped in she was a, a big support a big influence in me and my brother's lives and I'm so thankful for that and so I've gotten used to being around older people. And the one thing that my grandmother said that I've never forgotten is she said, Hannah, I love to be around young people. She said, it makes me feel cool to be around young people. She's like, I get strength 
from the, the passion of this generation. And you know, it's the same for me. I learned from my grandmother. I learned from the wisdom that she has, the experiences that she has in God. And that's what I see for Raise Your Voice TV, that we are to work together, that the generations are to run together. And you know, for this new year, 2019, I got to spend it in Los Angeles, California. It was so awesome. I got to be with my brother uh, Brandon and his wife Destiny there, and I just had a great time. You know, my brother and I, uh, my whole family, we're really close because of the things that we've gone through, and so we just had a fun time of, of hanging out, drinking coffee. I love to shop. You know, I got this pretty jacket in LA and at the store, so we just had an amazing time, and my brother, you know, he's always encouraging me to, to follow God. And, and we had a wonderful time, what uh, God has given us. And actually, we anything you want to know about me is that I love coffee. And we went to this coffee shop called Drip, and they had this coffee called the Rose Latte. And it wasn't just rose latte syrup. It was actual roses. And I was like, I have to take a picture for my viewers. There were real flowers. If you look at that photo, real rose flowers in the coffee and it was it just intrigued me and and so I was like I love to travel I love coffee so I just had a wonderful time with my brother Brandon and his wife Destiny and the one thing that I miss is that I wished that I could bring the weather to Branson because it was like 70 degrees there, sunny all the time. And we went to the Hollywood Hills. We would take walks. It's beautiful hills and uh, everything. And I was like, man, I miss the weather. I wish I could bring that warm weather back to where I live. But I just had a, a great time with them. And actually, while I was out there in Los Angeles, I saw that my spiritual mother, Heidi Baker, was going to be there. And I thought, whoa, wouldn't that be cool if I could have Heidi be on the first episode of Raise Your Voice TV? And so I asked her, and she's like, yeah, I would be honored to do it. And so my brother and I are like, where are we going to do this interview? And I was like, Brandon, how about the back of your white Mercedes car? Let's just do the interview in the back seat. So when you watch this interview, you'll see that we're in the back seat of the car, and that's a picture. And I just love Heidi. You know, she's just been such a, a blessing to me and, and just a, an encouragement. And like I said earlier, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have people of the next generation, those like Heidi Baker, those like my grandmother, and those that you've never heard of. Of their names, but they've encouraged me. They said, Hannah, we believe in God in you. We believe in you to do this show. And that's what I see for this generation. We need people in our lives to encourage us. So as you watch this interview with Heidi, you know, she's a spiritual mom to many uh, people around the world. She has a great work in Africa, a ministry. God has just worked through her mightily. She has a heart for the poor, but she has a heart for people. And that's what I appreciate about Heidi is that she just treats everyone the same way. The love of God just flows through her and she's so easy to talk to and just she carries the presence of God wherever she goes. One of her greatest 
passions in life is to walk in the presence of God wherever she is. And it's so true. You can just be around her and you can just sense the presence of God in her. And I'm so grateful for her. I'm so thankful for her encouragement. And so I just pray that as you watch this interview, you can see how important it is that we have others to encourage us in God. So enjoy this interview. everyone. I'm with my spiritual mother and mentor, Heidi Baker. Thank you so much for doing this um, interview. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're just a precious woman of God. I love you, Hannah. I love you. I'm so glad to precious. be here. And In the back of a car. Yeah, it's California. just perfect. It's a, it's a perfect spot. Yeah. Because you can just, you can catch up anywhere. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. God can move in the back of a car. Right. It doesn't matter where you are. You yeah. can move. Um, anyway, I, I just uh, wanted to talk about this sh first show is about like intimacy with God, knowing God. And I know that's your heart is just carrying the presence of God wherever you go. Can you kind of share about that, how important that is to you, just whatever's on your heart? He's just, you know, he's my everything. In life, I think all of us understand there's so many disappointments and so much shaking and quaking and all kinds of things. And, and if we put our hope in anything else, it's, it just never satisfies. But when you just cling to Jesus, you cling to him. You, you're totally grafted in. You're, you're in love with him more than anything. And he's on your mind night and day and day and night. Then everything changes. And I, you know, people say, what do you do? What's your goal? What's your dream? What's your vision? It's like, I just am a little mama in love with Jesus. And I just want to cling to him. And I want to know him more. And he's trustworthy. And I love him with all my heart. It's beautiful. Um, I know just the first time I actually was in Africa, I went through your harvest school. That's mm -hmm. what it's called, right? Yep. <laughs> For like almost three months. And I remember um, at the church how all the mamas, they sit down um, on the, the, the ground, right? You mm -hmm. can explain. Yeah. And, uh, and so I remember I just by observation, I would watch you sometimes. And I remember... Um, it, you know, it was right after a hard time for me when I went to Harvest at the Harvest School. I don't know if you remember, but my spiritual mom died. Yes, and I, I was, do remember it. I prayed. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. in the hospital visiting her. I would drive three and a half hours once a week, um, spending hours with her in the hospital. It was really tough. But uh, I remember when you would tell me you were praying, I was like, man, this lady's legit. Like, you're like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It does just meant a lot to me that you cared. And... Um, it just blessed me, you know, because I've been around a lot of leaders and ministers, and they're awesome. But um, that just ministered to me that you, that you cared, you know. I do. I know. <laughs> I do. You I care. care about you, and I believe in in what God's put in you, and I see inside of you, Hannah, just like such a passion for God, and for what's real, and I also see in you great grace. You've been able to navigate your way through some situations you know you can see you always have a choice right mm -hmm. you can watch and say oh well, this one's real that one's not real right you can get hard you can get bitter sure. you can get grouchy but you've kept this this purity in your heart to just say you know no matter what I'm gonna fix my eyes on him mm -hmm. and I'm gonna love people 
and love wins and and you've you've shown that you've demonstrated that you are love manifested as you just cling to Jesus you are and I see him in you so I feel like I'm still learning so much thank you that's good Uh, (laughs) we're all learning I'm so learning yeah just with you just the how you carry like the humility of of God like that just ministered to me um really touched my heart and I would watch you in the church and I remember I you would just like go on the what was it like the stage and just kneel before God and it just really touched me just to be broken you know and before him but that Philippians 2 scripture. And oh, that's where I'm sharing tonight. Would, oh, really? I'm so encouraged. I am so encouraged. You preached out of that and how wow. he left everything. Yeah, And it, he did. It's amazing. He's God, you know? But you minister out of that, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. I've never seen someone do that, especially a leader, you know? Just. I think the closer you get to him, the more you know you need him. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't think, oh... I've arrived because whatever I have, whatever people coming or to a meeting or you just, we haven't arrived. You know, we are desperate people all the time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. We only arrive when we hit heaven one day, real heaven. I believe we want to see transformation on earth. Sorry, but kind of like we said, real, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes people just talk, talk, talk about it. But the fact is our home is there. And on this earth, we're to walk like Jesus. And when we get, when we get to be with him forever, we're going to really, really walk with him in another dimension. But what, what with me, all I know is I'm poor in spirit. It doesn't matter what I have, right. what I don't have. I'm poor in spirit. That's good. Uh, and and I need God. Right. So I don't want to get up in front of people and pretend. It's I, I don't need more. Right. And I can't pretend. There's just no pretending. It's like this is, this mm. is the one I need, and I need Him right now. And I ask the Lord. Why is it you can undo me like this, you know, like in front of people? I would prefer to, you know, look like I have it together a little (laughs) bit, maybe. Right. Um, But he said it's necessary because if you will go into the secret place, I'm going to help them to go into the secret place. So you're just going to go in and show them how to get there by just demonstrating and and sometimes he just completely undoes me like that yeah in front of could be thousands of people and i i one day i thought i don't want this really i don't want this i don't like looking stupid and um i i was in a church a big big meeting you know a huge thing with lots of pastors and i was completely undone and you know what it's like the women's restroom Right. We all understand that if we're women. People somehow think Mm -hmm. that you don't hear the people in there. (laughs) Right. Because you've got this little stall, Mm -hmm. you somehow think it's it's soundproof and it's not. And I was in the stall and I was the speaker, I was going next and these women said, I don't know why they invited her. 
she's just gonna lie on the floor and say whoa or oh or she's just she <laughs> oh but uh, she's just gonna I don't know what why why and I got super um upset and I thought no wait a minute I'm not gonna look foolish I had severe dyslexia growing up and I never wanted to look foolish and God healed me it's a long story but mm -hmm. the the thing is I got this arrogance it started to rise up in me and say wait a minute I'm I have a PhD mm -hmm. I can speed read I'm gonna make get notes and quotes and I'm gonna prove these women wrong and they're talking and I like hike my feet up so they can't see what, what shoes I have on and they don't know I'm in there. I wait till they leave. I go to the pastor and said, um, do you have a library? He said, sure. I said, well, I'm fasting. Of course, I'm fasting. I need a library. And I spent about an hour or two just um, reading and writing notes and wow. trying to get this amazing message so that I would sound like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> and it was going to be, it was yeah. going to really be awesome. And yeah. And then I said, and I'm going to intercession, and it was a big pastor's conference. So I oh go my. to intercession, and there was no one there. Nobody, I was by myself. No, no one, one showed up for intercession. <laughs> so I'm there Nothing. on my face, and I'm just worship. Well, it's a pastor's conference. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> But But I, I was just worshiping the Lord, and the Lord really clearly said, do you want to go backwards? Do you want to go back? And I said, no. And and he showed me my arrogance, mm. and he showed me um, how I was just trying to go backwards, trying to figure it out and get a message and right. and wow them with That's my really notes good. and quotes. And instead, um, God completely crashed in on me in that room, wow. intercessor's room, by myself yeah. with him, and I sobbed my guts out and just so repented like god i'm so sorry for my arrogance and my just trying to do it my in my strength sure. and thinking i had something more important than whatever when you just right. undo me and right. these four guys walked in at the end to to get me and they they said oh we expected you to be like this and i was completely out i couldn't walk i couldn't um communicate and I remember them carrying me and they weren't very gentle and they just like tossed me behind Man. the pulpit my Bible flew up in the air and my notes and quotes just went <laughs> flying Wow! and what happened was I spent the whole hour or so that I had just really see just weeping before the Lord and talking about dependence and wow. intimacy Precious. and at the end every single one of those pastors and leaders were on their face they were on wow. their knees that's awesome. and um that's happened to me similar story two times and that's how i live now it's like i just gonna stay dependent right now yeah. tonight i just yeah. i'm gonna it, obviously we prepare right we read our bible we 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 work uh, in the fields white for harvest we, we everything we share the gospel every day but we can't just c come up with something and say oh we got the powerpoints uh, right. he's the point yeah that's good so everything's changed Beautiful. since that yeah that's I'm just awesome. desperate I'm yeah. a desperate little mama yeah. whether I'm in Mozambique or yeah, Los Angeles I'm just yeah. I just need him mm -hmm. but what would you say like just about the generations connecting and how important it is 
that they are together that makes sense and work together well even God himself represents himself as family doesn't he mm-hmm. like father son Holy Spirit they're three in one totally interconnected um, perichoresis they're totally connected but the way God shows himself is as family and he says now you are all my body and what could we could be going this is such a dysfunctional family you look at the church you look at all the denominations and all the stuff that goes on you're just like oh man this is nuts there's no way this is this is real this is completely nuts or you can just focus on God himself and say if he says we're his body then we're his body and what does it look like for a body to work together you know the scripture. You, you, the eye can't right. say to the foot, the I don't need you. The ear yeah. can't say, I don't need the mouth, or just paraphrasing it. But yeah. the heart can't say, I don't need the brain. We need all of us, yeah. and we need the generations. So I have a spiritual mama. Right now, she's about to go home, and she has memory, severe memory problems. But if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be where I am wow. in God. Really? Like she believed in me. That's awesome. Um, she believed in me, and she prophesied over my life, and she tr- she just believed that I would do things she never did. And she said, "I'm going to see destinies that God put inside of me through you." And I believe that for you. I, I, as I pray for you and I and I keep in touch with you and I cheer you on, I can see you soar further, but I'm not dead yet. So what does it look like for, for right. people to soar together? Yeah. And it's, it's like a wing of an eagle. There's power and love. Generations, there's mamas and papas, there's children, there's grandchildren, there's different parts of the wing. Together we soar so much higher. That's beautiful. And we have, we have to understand we need each other. We do. I hang out with all different ages, but mm-hmm. like my friends, I would go spend time with this lady and she was a prayer and uh, I would go spend time with her at her house. It was just me and her and she was like way older than me. And I would just take her to the grocery store, do whatever I could for her. But I just, she carried a presence around her and now she has Alzheimer's and she's probably like my spiritual mama. Yeah. Yeah. And, but she carried a presence. And what I loved about her is she didn't care if people saw her, like Mm -hmm. she would just rather pray and be in her home, you know, like she was so secure in God and she just carried this presence around her and I would just sit with her, you know, all day. That's and, awesome. And I was just thinking about how, you know, just like you said, stop for the one and spend time with the mama, you know, and just spend time with them. And But um, so that encouraged me. I was like, okay, I'm not that crazy, you know, if I'm going to spend time all day with a older, older mama. Person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that was that was a beautiful season in your life. Yeah. And I, I spend time with old mamas mm-hmm. um, a lot of my life you know I know I'm older myself now but the mamas I spend time with just in the village are are a lot older and kind of creaking around or yeah. they, some of them can't even get down the hill to church to get the the mercy food you know so yeah. it's like how do you feel and we're culturally different our ages are different our backgrounds totally different but just sitting with them and loving them mm-hmm. is 
is such a beautiful thing. And just, um, you know, as we were talking about that, this story came to my mind. Can I just share Yes, it? absolutely. So what was happening, I was visiting a friend of mine, this very, very old lady named Tina. She just got a few teeth and she's just, I just connected with her. She's Makua. I'm from America. Um, even though I speak her language, we're from totally different worlds. And the Lord had spoken to me to build her a house and it was this little mud mud house with cement and and mud and, you know, very simple. but. For us, it was what we could do, and we did it with joy, and we had to buy the property and everything. And, and I gave her this house, and just she just started sobbing. And she said, I never dreamed I could live in such a palace. And I thought, wow, wow, it matters how you look at things. Mm. Like, how could she see so that as a palace? Right. And oh, I, I, I just couldn't understand it, but she did. Anyway that day we were just picking up trash by her palace and leading people to Jesus as I was sitting next to the latrine just leading these people to Jesus because they don't understand why Tina and I are friends and that's that's something that a lot of people in this world even in the body of Christ they're like why are they friends right. why do they love each other yeah it's a God thing mm -hmm. and we need each other right. I need Tina just as much as she needs me I love, you know, that quote by Heidi, how she said, I need Tina just as much as she needs me. And I thought that's the perfect example. Here Tina is, an older African mama that Heidi gained strength from her friendship with. And I thought, that's perfect. As Tina needed Heidi, and you know, Heidi helped her with her home and did things for her, but they needed each other. And I thought that's the perfect example for Raise Your Voice TV is that we need one another, that we need the generations, that the generations need each other, that the young people aren't to be, oh, okay, we're, we're young, we don't need the next generation, we can do this in ourselves, but we need to have the older influence of the older generation to encourage us and to help us. And another thing that Heidi mentioned was her spiritual mother, that Heidi said in the video that she wouldn't be where she was at unless she had her spiritual mom encouraging her, believing in her, praying for her. And she said that for me and I thought, wow, that's so true. Like I said earlier today that I wouldn't be here if I didn't have the older generation saying, Hannah, we believe in you. We believe in God in you. We're praying for you. And, and I know that I'm not alone. And that's what I feel like that, you know, you may feel like you're alone. You may feel like you don't have people in your life to encourage you. But I just want to encourage you that God wants to bring those people in your life. He wants to bring the people of the next generation to help you to say, we believe in you. We believe in the dream inside of you and to pray for you and to help you. And that's what I want for Raise Your Voice TV is that we are working together we are rising together. And so I want to just pray for you uh, that God brings the right people into your life to encourage you. Lord, I just thank you for every person watching. I thank you, Lord, that you are bringing the right people into their lives. Father, that if they feel alone, if they feel discouraged, that, Lord, you are 
wanting them to awaken in their voice, the voice that you have given them for such a time as this. And I thank you that you are bringing the right people into their lives to encourage them, the spiritual mothers, the spiritual fathers, that we see that we are working together as the generations. And I thank you, Lord, that you speak peace to them, no matter how young they are, no matter how old they are, but Lord, that you are encouraging them in their voice for this time. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for healing their hearts of any discouragement and that you are reminding them that they have a voice for this time and you have called them for this time. And I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you know what? I want to stay connected with you. I, you know, I, I appreciate you watching. I appreciate your prayers. And, you know, you can stay connected with me on social media, Raise Your Voice TV, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I want to hear from you. I want to stay connected with you in updates as I'm walking along in this new journey in my life. I want to stay connected with you and encourage you in your voice and that God has given you a voice for this time. And so thank you so much for watching. And I just believe that God is going to bring the right people into your life. And remember, God has given you a voice for such a time as this.